Welcome back to Nocturnal Journal on WGN, and we're with our friends from Feed, warming up in the, in the background. And we have our I haven't seen you in a while, Karen Mager. Hi. Can you can you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine. And uh, talk a little about where Feed is. Feed's in Humboldt Park, and you work there today. Yeah, yeah. It's at the corner of California and Chicago, right next to the Continental. Yeah. And how long have you been at Feed? Um, I'm thinking about... Uh, eight to ten years, I can't remember. And how'd you start there? Uh, a friend of mine, my coworker, worked there on the weekends, and so she asked if I wanted to pick up a brunch shift. So I did, and it's been ten years later, and I'm still there. And uh, we were talking. Describe the, in your own words, describe the cuisine. I've seen it as a as a sugar shack. I mean, a chicken shack. A chicken shack, yeah, yeah. basically. But um, yeah, it's Southern American. It's got everything from uh, rotisserie chicken. Everything's homemade from scratch. It's a scratch kitchen. Um, it's got uh, the best collard greens in the city. Now, why do you say that? Oh, uh, they're just so tender and meaty, and it's like sometimes you get that big chunk of pork. It's like you won the collard green lottery. <laughs> so it's a little bit of a you know you got the collard greens, you got the pork. Uh, we've got some uh, catfish that's dredged in cornmeal, deep fried. That's excellent as well. And then we have our brunch, which we get uh, fried green tomato benedict, mm. uh, chicken fried steak, pulled pork hash, you name it. We were, I don't know if you heard the segment before we were t- talking about, is there a difference between soul food and southern food? Um, I think just a smidge, depending on some of the cuisines. Sometimes we get some people calling in and asking if we have chitlins. We don't have that kind of stuff, but we have everything else from, uh, you know, the fried green tomato benedicts, uh, the fried green tomatoes, the, the chicken, the pulled pork, all that, that good fare. A lot of good vegetable sides. Yeah, the succotash. Mm-hmm. But mostly the macaroni and cheese. cheese. Yeah. Cheese grits. Wait, so you've been there for 10 years. How, when, what year did the, did feed open? I think it was 2006. I actually remember that I, when I moved to Chicago, one of the reasons I moved to the Ukrainian village was because feed was right there. Which Between is, feed and star lounge, it was like, this is heaven. Which is crazy because <laughs> back then there was nothing around in that area. Oh, yeah. So I think there was the nearest restaurant was about a mile away that was, you know. And I don't think you have a sign in front that says feed. You have to look for the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, it's a I yellow sign there. with a chicken silhouette. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. <laughs> and there's a sign now. It's, oh, it does say feed yeah, now? Yeah. You just got to look for the corrugated tin roof that's next to the the garden the big giant garden that used to have chickens next door but i think they uh, the chickens are now gone to a different place people do they confuse that garden with you guys yeah all the time yeah. we'd get people asking us uh, those are chickens and is that what we're serving for breakfast and i was like there's only like 50 chickens out there and there's 50 people in here there's no way we can get that many eggs <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how's the neighborhood changed i lived there for a long time oh yeah it is yeah. It seems like it's changing every nine months. Uh, back, at, you know, back when it first started, you you would get some cops in there, just some you know people working, na- you know, that worked local. Um, and now you're going to get young couples uh, with their children. That you know, you, before you, nobody came in there with kids. Now it's it's a really kid friendly place. Um, you get a lot of dudes brunching. Um, so that's, a, that's an <laughs> you know all those great chicken pictures, chicken pictures, chicken motif in the bathroom. Yeah, we're BYOB, so we get all sorts of like, you know, twenty, thirty year olds coming in with their their booze and just having a nice, relaxed brunch or dinner. And we've had people rolling coolers before. Really, really. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> Wow. What's um? Were the original owners? They sold and um, yeah, moved. Donna and Liz. They're out in uh, Albuquerque now. And talk about the current owners. Uh, Milton and his wife Liliana, lovely couple. They uh, originally 
they they were cooks. They've been cooks. Um, they've been there longer than I have. So they I think they've been there twelve years. Or Milton has been there twelve years. And when she retired and went out to Albuquerque, she sold it to them. And now uh, we're gonna have some music. Maybe it will be have to be after the news. Music with Nora. And you met Nora there. Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah, Nora and I served brunch together. And um, again, like the the atmosphere at brunch, everybody that works there, we're like a family and we, we really love each other. So you'll see it sometimes when you're, you know, we've had people mention that, like, we can tell you guys like each other from the busboy, the cooks. We just, you know, every time we come in, we give each other hugs and we're just really supportive. And it's, mm-hmm. that's just a nice, it's a good atmosphere. That's just how feed is. It's warm and homey and we really love each other and we just want to give everybody that, that food that just makes everybody feel loved and, you know, comforting. And I think brunch is the only time you do table service, otherwise Otherwise, you have to go up to the counter and place Correct. your order. Yeah, and it's cash only, too. It is yeah. cash only. Yeah, it's oh, cash yeah. only. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you've got those cute little, you have a um, dispensing machine, right? Uh, oh, that kind of uh, went down. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, there was a piece of uh, uh, equipment that broke on that, and it's they don't make that anymore. It's hard, it's, to, find it's hard, to, fix hard to find somebody yeah. to fix it or replace it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we're going to take a break from the news. And we're going to come back with some live music after this on WGN. Heat up the skillet, throw in the pan, all over the land. Oh, family loves shortening breath, crazy about bread. Two little boys laying in bed, one rolled over and the other one said, My mama made shortening bread, always cooking that bread. Ask your mama, ask your pa, what does it take to tear down your walls? They said, make shortening bread, our baby loves bread. My bedroom's like a bird's nest made of pictures of you, I must confess. And it always smells like shortening bread, always baking that bread. in your yard late last night wishing I could hold you tight instead I made you some shortening bread came home and baked bread To get up the nerve To get a little gift you deserve I made you some shortening bread I brought you some bread Two little boys laying in bed One rolled over and the other one said My mama made shortening bread My mama cooked bread Heat up the skillet, throw in the pan, 
smell it all over the land. The whole family loves shortening bread. We're cooking that bread. There you go. That's Matthew Shelton and Nora Barton. Shortening bread. Live from the Allstate Skyline Studio on WGN. And we're talking about... We were talking about soul food. Now we're kind of going to Southern American food. Nora, I've known you forever from, yeah. from Feed. Hey. I, I'd go there like three nights a week, wouldn't I, for that chicken? Yeah, you did. For the <laughs> right before clothes. Yeah. Y'all <laughs> yeah. cleaned up. up. And uh, I maybe want to put, I want to talk about that song. So, Matthew, maybe can you take Mike Six, the far end? Because uh, um, I want to know specifically, and then I want to go into some ideas type stuff. Um, okay. But how did you guys come up with that arrangement? I and mean, there's a song everybody knows about. <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you go in that direction? Um, I first heard it by Mississippi John Hurt. And I think I was just picking around on a guitar and sort of accidentally found that melody, and it sounded familiar, so I taught myself a cover of the song. And then when I went back and listened to John Hurt's version, I didn't play it right at all. (laughs) (laughs) But it still sounded good, and it felt good. And uh, the first two verses are the original, traditional verses, and then the rest I made my own little story. Yeah, and how do you incorporate the cello into it? Well, with Matt's uh, finger picking style, uh, I try to keep it as simple as possible. Just nice one five chords, a few, not not much more than that, and then even the instrumental verse, uh, just nice like whole notes, nice cello layer. I mean, obviously we all just heard it, but it brings such a evocative dimension to it. It just oh yeah, yeah, you know, it's really really. <laughs> Someone just texted me that it makes it so classy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now, uh, in a concept thing, Nora, talk about all the you've been on the show before. Mm-hmm. How many times we didn't get kicked out of the studio tonight? I, I love telling that's my favorite big time radio story. That was New Year's Eve when we got kicked yes, out of the it studio. Was. Yeah, like but, two two years ago. Yeah, but we we persevered. <laughs> um, <laughs> But talk, tell the listeners all the different uh, things uh, you're involved in, you and Matthew. And then I want to lead to another question after that. Okay. Uh, the first time we were on, I was on with Billy Howard, a violinist friend of mine. And we, we did some experimental improvisation, lots of like extended techniques and stuff, and uh, something really different than, than what you normally have on here, I guess. Yeah. Uh, second time was with uh, me and Matt's band, Extraocular. Yeah. Uh, it's us. Matt plays a Ray Mbira and guitar and some other um, Zimbabwean Mbiras. Alexis uh, Diasopoulos plays electric guitar. I play cello, and we all use a lot of effects pedals. It makes it real space jammy and stuff. Um, and uh, The marching yeah. band stuff? Talk oh, about yeah. other things. Uh, Muka Pazza. I'm in a punk rock marching band called Muka Pazza. We actually played uh, New Year's Eve last night at Lincoln Hall. Uh, How'd that go? Sold out show. It was a blast. Was it really? It was a lot, a lot of fun. Um, Currently, our next show is May 3rd, Friday, May 3rd at Martyrs, and we're celebrating International Tuba Day. So, (laughs) just right. Um, And then I'm also going on tour with Manual Cinema. Uh, They're a a theater company. They uh, use a lot of shadow puppetry, live actors, graphic artists, combined with live music. Um, keeps it relatively low-tech, um, use very simple tools, uh, creates an immersive theatrical setting. Manual cinema's great. They're I amazing. saw the, I was there for 
a museum. You did like an interactive thing yes, with at the kids. History and things. Museum. Yeah, oh, that was amazing. So gorgeous. All these kids got to like do kind of shadow puppets yeah. and see how yeah. see how light works and yeah. creates different shapes. That's incredible. great. I'm glad you're because I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so, so so what is that? Uh, so I'm going on tour with them and well, who are? I mean, what do they do? It's a theater company. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, so okay. they combine a shadow puppetry oh, and live okay. music. It's uh, really incredible, very and dance. unique. And dance. Incredible yeah, dancers. Really um, so I'm touring with them with um, their production of End of TV, which showed at the Chopin Theater over the summer. Um, but I'm going to Boston with that in January. And then they are also going, they're going to be in New York with um, Frankenstein, which they just closed up at Court Theater at mm. University of Chicago. And that's a behemoth of a production. Now, here's this is going to be a stretch, obviously, but for our food angle on this with <laughs> Catherine and Karen, I mean, um, and, and, and Nora, you worked at Feed. I mean, the gumbo, just putting all kinds of different ingredients in the thing. There's no one way to do stuff. Can you talk about how the gumbo and music and all the different things she's involved in, how that, mm. how that relates to, to food and... Or am I just... Uh, no, there's a, something there. Yeah. Let's see. Um, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a classically trained musician. I have two degrees in cello performance, and yet I find myself playing everything but classical these days. Um, obviously, it's very handy to have these chops with me, but um, I find myself just steering farther and farther away from what I studied. Um, but it's also nice to make uh, a living off this stuff, and that's that's generally where... Um, it comes in handy. I can actually play this instrument and sound really good and get paid yeah, decent yeah, money for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean... Uh, it, so, yeah, good yeah, but sorry. Feed, yeah, feed, <laughs> just a blending of styles. Yeah, you know? it's yeah. got a little bit of everything. Um, sometimes we'll have some different kinds of specials, and uh, some of the specials are so popular, they go on the menu permanently, like our chili quiles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and our... Um, we do a black and catfish benedict uh so we're gonna get we do all sorts of kind of fun stuff because it's a scratch kitchen and we make things from scratch so that's the nice thing about the 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 place i've been working there for about 10 years and i'm not sick of the food because it's homemade you can't get sick of homemade food Mm -hmm. i um i was gonna say before the break um i've been going there for a long time and the 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 vibe hasn't changed um has the menu changed at all no yeah not at all and it's going to be the same the same boards as when Donna and Liz were there, and same boards now, and we'll just add a few things once in a while, but yeah, it's all the same food. Because, uh, Matthew, I was going to talk just about how music evolves. Mm-hmm. Can menus evolve? I mean... Uh, yeah. I guess I'm the opposite of Nora. I, I came at music pretty ignorant, <laughs> and I was an artist by trade, if you could call it that. Um, but music was just something to have fun with and when i was discovering music i wanted very much to have a punk band and a folk thing and you know play free jazz and just um and i wasn't aiming for any kind of technical or there was nobody there to tell me it was terrible and it often was <laughs> but you're from cincinnati is that right yeah and i i, I love this guy <laughs> this is the second time we've shared a stage uh yeah. so to speak what was the other time uh we did a um tonic taco room. tuesday at the tonic room yeah. um matthew shelton opened for us and man i love i love your voice thanks I love your finger picking too. You, I admire it so much. Did you live in Cincinnati? No, no, okay. no. 
I just remember that was the connection. And you went to art school there, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mid-90s in Cincinnati, where you could live for $150 a month in a big place with enough room to... And so, yeah, I did a lot of self-indulgent music recording, (laughs) and there was just a lot of freeness going on among the people there that did want to do it. There wasn't a very large uh, population of people, but some pretty cool things happen when everybody's broke, but they're able to work part-time and... Um, just trying to play every kind of music you can. Um, and that's why, how I initially met Matt, was um, playing on his album back in 2005, or whatever that was. Yeah. And what album is that? Uh, Cold Water Hot Blood is the title of it. Um, that's a guitar songs with chamber arrangements. And My first time in a studio ever. Really, really. Yeah. <laughs> yep. There's a lot of good music in Cincinnati. There is. And there's Skyline Chili. Everywhere. (laughs) Is that Southern food? It was uh, Macedonian-influenced food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Greek family that invented it, I thought. Oh, Greek. I mean, it's Kentucky. Oh, (laughs) Ohio. (laughs) Northern Kentucky. (laughs) What brought you, Matt? What brought you to Chicago? Uh, Nora, mostly. Really? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. We met in Cincinnati, and she was in a band of mine, Uh, but then she went away to school, and we weren't a couple back then at all, but, uh, yeah, she played on that record before I'd ever met her, actually. Uh, The producer had a cellist come in, and I wasn't even there, so I I heard her on my music before I ever even met her. I love the story. And I cried. I did cry. (laughs) <laughs> it was the first time anybody had ever produced something of mine. Like, it was just me with a four-track for years, and this dude brought in flutes, and it was, uh, it's still one of my favorite recordings. What changed for you um, musically and artistically, uh, maybe not uh, when you moved to Chicago? Mm. <laughs> I, I lost any sense of an audience or uh, <laughs> uh well, there's a huge audience here, but suddenly I was... I don't know. I, the visual art and things, it's always been a seesaw, and I have a hard time with the idea of taking music too seriously. I've I've done that, and I don't know. There's not... Uh, the reward is in itself, and once I get in a position where I have to make money or have to... I try not to pressure myself with music. Um, except for when it's healthy and gets me out of the house playing, but uh, it has slowed down a bit since I've been here. But um, do you just mean professionally you don't take it seriously, or it's there's a lightness to some of the music that you make? I as take well? the music pretty seriously. Um, I work very hard at it. Um, I don't write as much lately as I used to. I mean, your voice reminds me so much of John Hartford. I'm sure you hear that a lot. Um, And a lot of his songs, I think he took his music very seriously, but uh, are lighthearted and funny. You don't want to be pretentious. I take the finger-picking and all that seriously as far as the lyrics go. I don't know. It's whatever works. Well, now, Molly, you said you shared a... St- I mean, you're involved in performance arts here. I do some... I do wacky things all over the place. And how long... <laughs> you've been on the show before. I how dance, long, how I long sing, you, I perform, yeah. I <laughs> contort how, my body. I don't know. 
And how long have you been in, in Chicago? Uh, ten years. Okay, so I'm going to go the same direction. I mean, what do you find the performance scene like here for what you do? And you do, like you said, you do a lot of different things. What was the thing you guys were on before? Uh, on the, it was a Taco Tuesday. It was one that? of the very few. Oh, Tonic Room hosts like a. You can get a bunch of different musicians on stage, and you don't get you don't make a lot of money, but it's just it's a, a great room. Yeah, it's a nice venue. Very supportive place, and they must serve. T- and they, <laughs> they do free tacos. tacos. <laughs> Yeah, so that's there. a good, yeah, that's a good um, gig. That's it is one a of the good best gig. parts of you it. You get fed and you're kind of guaranteed some audience. Uh. <laughs> and you get to connect with other people that are doing music that interests you. I mean, the part I like about playing music and doing radio and doing podcasts and doing like all these things is every time you network with somebody new, right? You, yeah. Like, that's how I met Matt, and this is, like, the greatest surprise of the day. (laughs) The show's not over yet. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, But really, that's, I think that that's the thing about Chicago is I'm not that worried about drawing an audience for any of the things that I do, but I like to, you know, have fun with it and meet new people. But the other part about the Chicago situation is there's a lot of competition for people's Mm -hmm. time and money and energy. And so you could be doing something that's wonderful that if you went into a smaller environment, you get the large crowd. It is crowd, hard to get people you come out. here, and you get a... It's a respectable crowd, but not what you would have gotten in a smaller town environment. It's very much about who you know. That's true. Well, I still can't... What were you doing at Taco Tuesday? Were you singing? Yeah, dancing? it might have been Deja Vu. See, um, I, don't know, I don't know anybody. Who, who are they? <laughs> what are they about? Uh, <laughs> it's just my, myself and uh, Kendall Bruns, who I think Matt knew from Cincinnati. Yeah, we, Do you know Kendall? We were classmates in Cincinnati at school. Oh, wow. Yeah. Small world. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, so, yeah, we mostly played farmer's markets and small gigs like the Tonic Room one and would pull things together. We play, we write mostly our own music. He writes um, a lot about national parks. Oh, really? Um, and yeah. I write about heartbreak in a kind of Americana, like, country waltz style. And... Um, yeah, we haven't played in a while. We haven't had a gig in a while. Okay. Right, we're going to take a quick break and we're maybe try to squeeze another song. Okay, so this is great stuff. So don't go away on Nocturnal Journal on WGN. Welcome back to Nocturnal Journal on WGN. And we are talking about music and food. And Matthew Shelton is in with Nora Barton. Yeah. yeah. It's very good. Yeah. So, Matthew, we were talking during the break. Yeah. Have you ever done any radio work? You want to do the last 90 minutes? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's actually on my list of things to do this year is to, uh, to put up a demo or whatever it is that gets that ball rolling. And I've been told that for the past 20 years. And 10 years ago, I was thinking about it and talking about it, but then I got distracted. Ernie, our engineer, he just... <laughs> 20 yeah. years he said it's a great it's a great voice thanks i do have i put up a couple of things on soundcloud of me reading i read a robert anton wilson article just because i wanted it to be available as an audiobook and just as a thing to see if i could do it and people responded well but i have lots of projects going and it just fell to the wayside but if i could get paid to just use my god-given whatever this is uh, that'd be great. Was there music around the house for you? Yeah, we all took piano lessons, and I bailed after a year, I think. But my sister is a 
she has a master's in organ music so I heard lots and lots of piano and my dad listened to country music and Bob Dylan and stuff it was always around I like this touch I think we should do this more often what's Nora playing what's Nora playing there (laughs) I think it's still shaping yeah is it is it kind of an improv thing or you just it is all anxiety it's kind of a yeah it's building to all anxiety. Impression is sick. <laughs> so, um, what? And do you have any dates coming up? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm film. I'm screening some of my video work at the Hideout on January 22nd, and me and Alexis are gonna, the other guy from Extra Ocular, we're gonna do some improv, live score some videos that I've been doing. Um, Digital video work has been my main medium for the past three years. It was kind of a a deliberate U-turn in my life. Like I just started doing that very suddenly, so I've been teaching myself for the past three years. And I've been making music videos for people. Um, it's taken off in interesting ways, and it's like a, a new life in some ways. But I'm still picking guitar and making my old art, but I'm very scattered in some ways. And if I could just add a voiceover career on top of all that, <laughs> why not? I'm, do, I'm just letting it breathe. How do you think? What do you think, Molly? Does this sound good? Oh, I this is would very listen to that radio. station. Absolutely. <laughs> Number nine. <laughs> so, last question before we break for the news. Um, what you, Molly, and, and what you guys do? I mean, I didn't know this thing about the hideout. Is it how hard is it to cross over with some of this experimental, progressive stuff? Chicago is real friendly. Yeah, I am amazed at the sizes of audiences I see at you know pretty um, avant-garde music. There's a very healthy support for that here. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's particular to sh- it. I've never seen quite so many such an audience for that kind of music. Um, I've never been particularly drawn towards out there improvisation until Nora and Alexis and I started. It just felt very natural and it actually sounded good and I was proud of it. <laughs> uh, whereas most improv, I, I didn't feel that way. Um, approached you for the hideout that that particular bill is it's high concept labs so it's an arts organization that i had a a sponsorship with so it's a particular kind of night it's not your typical hideout bill i guess if there is such a thing but uh, it's okay all right we got a break for the news thank you so much this is a lot of fun thank you Thank you, Matthew Shelton. Thanks, Nora Barton. And thanks, Karen Meager, for joining us. And we'll be back with more on Nocturnal Journal after this.